Sooner or later, the humans are going to find us up here. You should have known that this day was coming. The day that we talk about the Inhumans on ComTalk. Captain, we have a proximity alert with the planet Geekery. We are approaching collision. Quicks, get somebody on the comms. Enter in the security code. Security code accepted. Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to episode 17 of ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Celeste, and with me is... Dallas! As you listen to today's podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we're saying via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us by simply looking for Geek Devotions. Uh, do us a favor also, uh, and leave us a review on iTunes, and, and, and leave some comments about the show. And as you interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and all that good stuff... Uh, perhaps you too may become our devoted Geek of the Month. Speaking of which, we'd like to congratulate this month's devoted geek, and they are, uh, well, I'll tell you after at the end of the show. So, yeah, edge your seat, guys. <laughs> Such a letdown. <laughs> so, like I said, to this, uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the Inhumans, Marvel's Inhumans. It just came out uh, for us as we're recording this yesterday. Yes. We just finished watching it on Hulu. Yes, and, um, Hulu is a beautiful thing. It is. Uh, we missed it because uh, we missed watching it live because uh, we were helping um, my mom <laughs> put together a bed, but we were also listening to Geeks Under Grace's 100th podcast. So we want to give a special congratulations to Geeks Under Grace. We encourage you guys to check out Geeks Under Grace's podcast. You can find it out there on all your favorite podcatchers. But that being said, let's talk about the Inhumans. All right, so uh, I thought first off we'll give some background for the comic book Inhumans yes. because they do seem kind of unknown to the general population. I yeah. feel like most people, they know the X-Men, they know Fantastic Four, they know Captain America and Iron Man, but who are the Inhumans? And I was actually surprised by this when I went back looking into this. Yeah. Um, Celeste, you've read a little bit more of the Inhumans than I have, but yes. it's mostly the more recent stuff. Yes, because the way Marvel now has... Is it Marvel now? Yes. Marvel Unlimited? Marvel Unlimited. It's the, the thing we have that we, allows us to read old Marvel books. <laughs> um, the way they have it segmented, the books that I read mm-hmm. are actually, or I've been reading, have actually come out after the storyline that they're starting mm-hmm. in this. Now, I could have started with that storyline, but it was one of the things of the other books I got confused and read them first mm-hmm. and then I was like oh okay let me just keep keep going with this and I haven't gone back and read the rest of them because I've been reading Captain Marvel right okay understandable well here's uh, we went on to the great encyclopedia of Wikipedia and uh, the, the knower of all knowledge and we pulled some information about the Inhumans and so I'm going to read this for you guys real quick the Inhumans first appeared in Fantastic Four issue 45 which was in December of 1965 that's quite a while ago guys the Inhumans appeared as a backup feature for Thor issue 146 which came out in 67 so two years later uh, up and then uh, you kind of saw them through May of 68 uh, which contained their first extensive origin story so I mean they have a pretty extensive I mean 
they start off pretty far back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've always kind of been this backdrop. Now, for me, growing up reading comics, reading Marvel, I didn't really hear a lot about the Inhumans until recently. So I feel like they're real subdued. I mean, they were even like, they fought the Silver Surfer in 1970. And they had their first ongoing feature, uh, which was six issues long, uh, which was actually written and penciled by, by Jack Kirby back in 1970. So I was kind of surprised by that. Well... And I think that's just the nature of the way they've set them up. Because mm-hmm. even in the series that I was reading, they're very much known to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's very much well, well past all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the series, Black Bolt has disappeared. And, and instead of their base on the moon, they have a floating city in the sky, which crashes in the Hudson River. Yeah. Um, so then Medusa has taken control of everything because... Black Bolt's still king, even if he's gone. Mm-hmm. And so she's like taking names, right? Kicking butt and taking names <laughs> um, to keep her people healthy. And so she like appears in the UN and, <laughs> and like freaks everyone out just to give them the rights that they have and verify, you know, what the New York City police can and can't do, where they can do it. And so it's all very political. But at the same time, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Um, I honestly thought that the humans, and I really do still feel this way. I feel like the the interest in the in humans is simply due to the conflict between Fox and Marvel as far as who owns the rights to the term mutants. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, if you've been watching the Marvel, the MCU universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, you don't see the X-Men. No. You don't hear about mutants. You hear about um, people having special abilities mm-hmm. and all these other things. And they've been putting out the Inhumans. But there is a, there's definitely a, a um, legal battle between Fox and Marvel. And so I think that that's part of the reasons why I'm hearing about them more. And mo- most people are starting to hear about yeah. the Inhumans more. I could see um, that. Obviously, we saw, heard a lot about them in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was yes. a great series. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And this has come about. Now, this was originally supposed to be a movie. Yes, and I was so excited for that movie. I think a lot of people were very excited about the movie. And then they kind of downgraded it. um, And it became, then they were said, well, it was going to be a series. But it's going to be a great series. And um, now, before um, it came out yesterday for us, there was a viewing in IMAX of it. That was, um, it was the first two episodes put together mm-hmm. in a movie format. Um, however, there was being missing like 10 minutes of, of footage. So I'm not really sure what was missing right. from the IMAX version. Or, um, but what my understanding is it wasn't well received. That's, that's pretty much what I'm seeing is mm-hmm. that no one is really cared for it. Yeah. We're going to get into that though. I don't want to get too much into that. I want to start off kind of on a positive note. Um, we watched the show probably 20 minutes ago. If that. If that. <laughs> and so what we're going to do right now is uh, we're going to review the show. We're going to talk about it. So, yeah. Celeste, let's start on a high note. What did we like about the show? Um, I think what I liked the most about the show is Black, the actor who plays Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. Because that is such a difficult character to play. Um, just for for warning of anyone who has not seen this, spoilers. But at one point, the police tase him, and he grunts mm-hmm. and blows a 
car away. Now let's give some context to that. Black Bolt's power is simply that when he speaks, he puts out these sonic waves yes. that just, they obliterate um, everything in front of him. Like the what you just mentioned, the little grunt, the little that came out of his mouth. It knocked a police cruiser at least 50 feet away from where he was standing. Yeah. And um, did a massive amount of damage. And um, so his power is quite horrendous, in my opinion, because he can't even talk. Yeah. And um, you were telling me that because of that, he's always silent. Yes. He has an extreme self-control over his voice, over not making the smallest sound. But the actor portrayed him so well that you kind of got an idea of what he was thinking, what he was doing. And like, it just was a fantastic performance, I Mm -hmm. thought. Absolutely. And now Black Bolt, he's the king of the Inhumans. Yes. And so what I liked about his portrayal is that not only were you getting his emotions, but you got the sense of he really was regal. Mm-hmm. Like the way he stood and the way he talked and the way he, he commanded people to, to chill or, or to do stuff. It were like, even though there were no words, you sensed the regalness of him as an actor. Right. You very much got that, especially in the scene where he he was trying on the suit. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, <laughs> this is nice. I think I shall keep this. And off he walks. Right. And they're freaking out. And he's like, no, this is, I am a king. This is what I should wear. <laughs> and it actually, if I'm remembering correctly, he does wear um, a suit very similar to that in the comics. Oh. Like when he's dealing with normal people, not just his inhumans. Yeah, so I thought he did a great job about that. Medusa was an interesting character in the way. Now, I know she doesn't have as much hair in this as she does in the comics, but what was really fascinating to me was the way she acted whenever they were shaving her head. Oh, my God. That was a traumatic experience. And again, for those of you who who haven't seen the show yet or aren't familiar with Inhumans, there, there are obviously a lot of spoilers in this particular podcast. But the way Medusa's powers work is her entire livelihood is based off her hair. Yes. Her hair does everything for her, and it's her it's her strength, it's it's her self-esteem. It's really her her identity really is wrapped up in her hair. And so there's a scene where Maximus, who is Black Bolt's brother, shaves her head, and it is devastating for her. And the way the actress de- uh, depicts that. Yes. I mean... You saw like the her like her life was being shattered in that moment. Which, not to to get into the next subject too quickly, but that is actually one of my complaints mm-hmm. is that they did not have her doing a lot with her hair, probably mm-hmm. because of budget and CGI. Mm-hmm. But they did not have her doing a lot with her hair, so. To the average person, they're going, why is she freaking out so bad Mm -hmm. about her hair being cut? Right. They don't comprehend the extent of what it is to her. Mm -hmm. Well, even still, I feel like the average person could appreciate the scene simply because, you know, if you, um, when you speak to people who have uh, developed cancer and Mm -hmm. they're losing their hair and they're shaving, that's such a traumatic moment for them. Because we do as instinctually, I mean, our hair plays a big part in our lives. Yeah. I mean, we shape it, we mold it, we 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 use it to define how we look. And, you know, you have people who, who are balding for one reason. It's, it's traumatizing for them. They're losing their hair and there's a, you know, a quote unquote billion dollar market for hair products to keep your hair or to try to regrow hair. And so I feel like even though 
they didn't do um, the best of job to establish what her hair meant to her. Mm-hmm. I feel like the average viewer can understand mm-hmm. why wow, this really is traumatic, having to have your head shaved off. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting uh, the way that she did that. Um, I did enjoy the graphics of the series too. Oh the, yes. I thought it was I thought it was well done. You know, it's it's a step up from your average Marvel, I think. Um, you Definitely know, they, average Marvel TV show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I remember a lot of discussion about this past season of Agents of Shield and how they spent a huge amount of their budget for the graphics for the uh, Ghost Rider yeah. portion of it, and so the, that's the reason why, like the last half of the series. Of the season that they didn't have as much super graphically made done. Yeah, stuff. you saw more Robbie than the writer. Mm-hmm. But this, I thought, it was really well done. The way the graphics were uh, in this particular series. Oh yes, it was very well done. I'll be curious to see if they can keep that going because I feel like a lot of times these shows start out and they're graphically beautiful, and then budget hits and they're they've either focused too much on the graphics and not enough on the story mm-hmm. or they just hit a point of where they just can't do it anymore. I mean, take the example of Savitar in mm-hmm. The Flash. Oh, yeah. It, they had to switch out to a suit mm-hmm. because the gorilla episode took the majority of their budget. Right. So I think if they can keep it well-planned and well-played mm-hmm. and kind of play off when they can't do the things as graphically as they need to, mm-hmm. that it'll it'll turn out pretty well. Sure. You know, thinking about it, I feel like shaving her head, they that was partially done for the budget. Because, I mean, I mean, pretty much constantly her hair is moving uh, in the comics. They can't afford to, to do that this is true. for a series. But that being said, I feel like it, by doing that, it, un, it gave you an interesting uh, look into the show. Because now she's having to discover her, her identity outside of her powers. Yeah. Which, of course, within the humans... They, the their race that's living on the moon, they've been living on, on the moon for, for years. and um, So long that Maximus says he's never been to Earth. Right. And so their identity, the culture on the moon, is wrapped up in your special abilities, in yes. your powers. And so this does create an interesting dynamic of the show of who am I if not without my powers. Right. And so I think this will be, well, I think it's a smart play. I agree. Um but they also, part of talking about the Inhumans culture, it's, you had asked me at one point while we were watching the episode if he was king by birth mm-hmm. or if he became king. And at the time, I couldn't remember what it actually was, but it's one of those things of, I believe, in the show definitely, but I believe in the comics that his parents were king, but it was also a matter of the one with the strongest power rules. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're going to be the ones to be able to protect everyone. Sure, sure. So, okay. Well, those are some things we enjoyed about the about the show. We want to encourage you guys listening. Leave some comments on our Facebook, our Instagram, um, and let us know what you thought of the Inhumans. What were the highlights for you? What did you think of it? Um, now, the next question is, what did we not like about the show? And so... Um, now, this there's a couple of things that we have coming down. We're, ask what, we're also going to ask what they should have done and what they can do to save the show. So, Celeste, I'm going to ask you that not to, to be careful with this answer and not to go into what they should have done just right. yet, okay? Right. So, what did you not like about the show? Um, I think what I did not like about the show the most 
is because I really did enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Um, was the stuff with her hair? Mm-hmm. I feel like that. Well, I won't get in. I already talked about all that. But, <laughs> um, and then just the overall look of Adela in the comics, it was very much like. Uh, Adela is the the city. It looked like <laughs> Egypt almost. Mm-hmm. It had that brick building mm-hmm. people in the streets selling their their stuff type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, the books that I read was after they moved off the moon. So it could be that that is coming. Right. Um, and I don't, I did not, I've only read one or two comics that had them on the moon. It was very specific. Somebody was going to them for help. Okay. And so you all you saw in that was the throne room. Mm-hmm. So just the overall look of the, the city bothered me. Right. I can see that. So for me, what I didn't like, and, and it was simply the, the lack of context um, for the show itself. The only way you had any context for the show was if you had been pretty much religiously watching Keeping Up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And that bothered me. I feel like there needed to be uh, a little more on the front end for it. So, but other than that, I really did enjoy it. I mean, it's not the greatest right. Marvel show. Um, it, there was a couple things that were a little slow, but I enjoyed it. And so, with all that being said, let's, let's move into this next section of what they should have done. Because, again, this is really hard for us to talk about what we didn't like. And then talk about what they should without going into what they should have done. Yeah. So again, for me, I, I really feel like they should have given more context in the front end of the show. This isn't a movie, um, and so this is a TV series, and so they have the liberty to stretch things out. Yeah. But because this is so far removed from everything else. Yeah. Um, as far as the show, there was you and I were talking about. There was no connector to Agents of Shield at all, except for the mention of the Terrigen being in the water. Exactly, that's it. And so, unless you've been watching the show, the stuff right uh, religiously, you have no context as to what is happening here. Yeah. Uh, I personally would have loved to seen like, um, well, you mentioned this even that um, Daisy be seen like maybe she's trying to help this inhuman yeah and then triton shows up and she's like whoa what's happening and then there's this other subplot that's taking place of the of her trying to figure her thing out to play into the next and that might be happening with the next season of agents of shield i don't know very possibly because i do know that agents of shield has not started yet i'm not sure when it's starting we need to figure that out Mm -hmm. so we don't miss any because that is not a show we want to miss no it's not um i think that I'm with you. They should have given more backstory, even if it was just, even if they had just done a 30, 45 second intro, Mm -hmm. introducing who the Inhumans were and what was happening, like a voiceover Mm -hmm. as your, because they did a scene where they were like went past the moon Mm -hmm. and then they did a scene where, um, like if they had done it how they did it, but then when they came into the city, they had done a voiceover of an explanation of from one of the characters mm-hmm. as to what the who these people are. Right. It would have given it a little bit more depth and a little bit more context as to what's happening so that the person who's like, oh, look, let's watch this, knows what the heck is going on. Exactly. That, like I said, I really feel like that is the biggest thing they should have done, is just supply more context for somebody coming in 
cold. Yeah. Uh, even as, because we've been pretty religious to follow Marvel yeah. uh, on television, Netflix, the movies. I think the only um, Marvel movie we have not seen is the newest uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, and uh, there is a season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we did not finish because we didn't have internet. At that time. Yes. But I feel like we got caught up on that even somehow. Mm-hmm. But that being said, um, it was even difficult for us to follow up on the front end. It, you had read the comics a little bit, so you have some bases. Yeah. I, I was straight cold. Into the, I know very little about the Inhumans at all. So I, I felt a little bit lost for a, few, for a little bit. Yeah. I think that the second episode was much better than mm-hmm. the first episode because they laid the groundwork. So mm-hmm. I kind of just wish they laid some more groundwork before getting into the second episode. Absolutely. So, all right. So what can they do to save the show? Honestly, I think that they're going to have to amp up their storyline mm-hmm. like I understand that this is is coming from a storyline in the comics um, but I think they're going to have to to ramp it up and I think they're going to have to cross it over with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. because there are people who don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore but the majority of the people who are going to be watching this have already been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. so if you do something a nod a a minor character have yo-yo blaze in mm-hmm. um, something to where they can go okay this is in the same universe because that is part of what I love about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. you know you have Thor come out and then the next episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is dealing with the aftermath after everybody went back to um, not Isengard wherever Thor is from. Right, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> um, is dealing with the aftermath of that. So it, sure. it put it in the same universe. At the moment, with the exception of the fact that everyone knows who Inhumans are, there's nothing to connect it. There's not a strong connection. Right. So increasing the storyline and then... then uh, just connecting it i i couldn't agree with you any anymore i mean it's just um they need to ramp up the story and i feel like they're starting at like the second episode you saw a bit of a pace pick up a little bit in it um but i you said something earlier when you were talking about the comics and that it was much more political and i feel like it's true this this series feels very political because there's a power play and amongst a royal family mm-hmm. and what's going on. And uh, so I feel like this is, can be, it's, it's just so different from the rest of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Marvel and yes. MCU. I feel like it has its merits. I feel like it can do well, but they have to ramp up the action a little bit and they're going to have to explain things to people yeah. and find a way to connect this out to the rest of the MCU because right now it is so cold and so separated from the rest of the established MCU, mm-hmm. which, to be honest, the majority of people are coming from that background. They yeah. didn't read the comics. They didn't get into all this stuff. I was talking with a guy um, at a comic book shop the other day, and he's like, he's talking about how Marvel's really failing right now. Right. And um, because of that, um, they've actually cut back on their orders. And I, I asked, I was like, well, you know, aren't the comic, aren't the movies kind of drawing people back? He's like, really? Not at all. Most people are watching the movies. They're into the shows. They're not coming back to the source material of the comics. So they have to do something to ramp this up and bring some context back to the MCU. 
So, guys, those are our thoughts. We want to know what your thoughts are on on the Inhumans, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. What can they do to save the Inhumans? Uh, I feel like our friends over at Geeks Assemble will probably do a whole episode about and have all the answers for Marvel because it seems like that they do a great job. If you're not familiar with Geeks Assemble, check them out. It's Geeks, comma, Assemble. Uh, they're a great uh, podcast. We'll encourage you guys to check them out. That being said, we need to congratulate our Devoted Geek of the Month. And we're super excited about this. Our Devoted Geek of the Month is Kasten Chamberlain. You've been uh, quite involved with our stuff. You've been uh, part of our, our weekly Bible study. We've been doing the Book of John. And you've been communicating with us on a pretty regular basis. And, and taking part in our wonderful Devoted Geek community. And so we appreciate that. We appreciate you, Kasten. You're an amazing young woman. And we're proud of you. We're proud of the things that, uh, that you're doing. That we've been seeing you do. So good on you, kid. <laughs> well, I think that's about all we have for today, Celeste. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to Content today. If you loved this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love. <laughs>